You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the smartest guys in marketing here with your host, Chris Evans and Taylor T-Money Welch. T-Money T-Skittles. What's all up, I do T-Skittles? All I do is win, bro. I'm just so tired of winning. I want to lose once in a while so I can feel Does winning normal. ever get old? Yeah, it gets just quite boring when you're always Conor McGregor. Hopefully, he wins because I sound like an idiot if he doesn't. <laughs> He's going to win, man. Come on. Obviously, we're recording this before the fight, so... Yeah. Who cares? So today we're talking about the top three ways to do market research that guarantees your market buys. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Bro, it's like office right now. It sounds like you took copywriting classes from your eight-year-old. My mom taught me. <laughs> yeah, market research is tough. Like people ask us all the time, how do you actually um is it possible to know that your market's going to buy before you make the product? Yes, it is. We've done this the right way and the wrong way. Well, you've done it the wrong way because you built a product and nobody wanted it. God, that was a worse. Yeah. That was the I can, I can honestly say I've never done that, but simply because I've always sold services before meeting you. So yeah. it's a little bit harder to, to build a service and you, know, you sell it first. Can I just tell that story real quick? I would... <laughs> Bro, you are thinking right up my alley right now. All right. So I, I was in the real estate market and I had this, had this product. Like I guarantee it was the most professional, the most gorgeous. Like the videos were perfect. Like we had like bottom thirds and like it was on a green screen. And like the members area was like, it was like the most beautiful members area you have ever seen. Astounding. It's been about, yeah, like everything was perfect. We spent about eight months on this. Spent a lot of money, like a lot of time just thinking about it and like drawing this thing up, like scripting it out, developing the product, flying back and forth with the other guy that was with me doing it. And uh, then we got to the point where we went to launch and guess what? Crickets. The market, the market didn't want it. So let's reverse that and go what we do with traffic and funnels and what we teach our clients to do. Yeah. You go it's, to the market first. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I was just going to tell them, like, we're going to teach them our three-step market research system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, if you've ever been through, like, advanced, you know, like... Physics. Al- algebraic physical geometry 2.0, <laughs> it'll make your brain hurt. It's very complicated. So you need to probably pull over and, uh, you know, be ready to jot down some Get a glass of water. We're going to give to you. Eat some protein. So step number one, it's quite long... Um, and we're going to have to like spend some time actually explaining it to you because chances are it's going to be over your head because it was over yeah. Chris's at first, but you know, obviously uh, step number one is ask your market what they want. <laughs> that is the uh, craziest thing. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of the NASA scientists having to chart their trajectories for the first astronauts. It's very, 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 very tough. And you just have to actually build up a tolerance for this and go ask your market what they want. Well, that's important what you just said. A tolerance. Ooh. What does that mean? Can you, can you just like delve into that a little bit? 
I mean, sometimes your market doesn't want what you thought they wanted. I mean, sometimes they want something that you weren't as passionate about. Mm. In Chris's your case, like, man, you were so excited about that product. It was what it was your dream. You knew that people were going to want it. And then it turns out the market didn't care about it. And they didn't care about you. They didn't care about how pretty the videos were. And sometimes we'll have clients come in and they'll be like, I have this idea for this amazing product. And be like, no, that's, you know, you need to actually, you actually need to follow this process and get 10 people on the phone. And then all of a sudden, you know, at first they're like, that's stupid. You guys, you guys scammed me. I didn't know that you were this dumb, uh, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to do it because I've already paid you money, whatever, prove you wrong. And then they come back within seven or eight calls and they've got 12 grand sitting in the bank and they're like, what the crap? Like, and they don't even have a product yet. Like they haven't like done videos. They haven't built a program. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing. It's selling something to the market. It's pre-selling something to the market because you asked them what they wanted. And then if you're able to deliver that, then you should go ahead and sell it. So that's step number yeah. one. I think that's what I meant by tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing of, I think people, another kind of a part of that tolerance thing is the tolerance of getting on the phone. Because we're in, mm-hmm. we live in such a disconnected world to where everybody's like so freaked out about webinars and ads and all this kind of stuff. Like they're like, oh my God, like that's the best thing ever. I'm just going to create a webinar and run ads. It's like, dude, no. <laughs> like actually like a phone call conversation from one human being to another human being is really powerful. And not to where you're in this position to where like you have the pressure of like, oh, I've just got to make a sale. You're having a conversation. And you're just yeah. trying to find out where these people are, what their pain is, and what they want. Man, can I just add something to that real fast? Because, bro, yeah, there's a deep well coming out of me right now, bro, of, of just compassion for people that are listening. I talked yeah. to somebody yesterday. His name is David. I won't tell you his last name because I don't want you guys to be creeps and look him up. But <laughs> well, they I will, to- man. Our audience, they're creeps. <laughs> I talked... <laughs> We just offended everybody. Oh, you're a loser. Anyways, I talked to this guy yesterday. We talked about a year ago, eight months ago. And I, we were talking to him about, about his business. I was like, dude, he's, he's like, I'm going to run ads to a webinar. And I was like, don't do that yet. Like, it's not going to work. He's like, why not? I'm trying to explain it to him. I'm like, dude, come in. You're a great fit as a client. I don't tell everybody that we can help you. I promise. Just do it. And he's like, I don't have money. I have you know, a certain set um, amount of money set aside for ads. It's like, well, I don't think you need to use that for ads. I think we can pull you an ROI without the ads. He didn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And I didn't get mad at him. It was just like, okay, well, the dude can't get himself to making a, a good decision here. Talked to him again yesterday because he's a memo subscriber because, you know, anybody can afford seven bucks a month, even if you don't Hopefully. have money. And he's worse off than he was a year ago. It didn't work. He lost the money that he put into ads. And now he's actually got less money and he's lost a year of his life. Jeez. I'm just telling people like there is a process that is proven to work again and again and again. And it just blows my mind how people, for some reason, they feel like because it's like what they feel like they have to do or they feel like it should be harder than it is. They just don't listen, you know? And at this point, it's like, you know, the guy's not really, I don't know if he's even a good fit anymore because he doesn't have any money to invest and we're not going to work with him for free. So that would violate a core principle for us in our business. So anyways, start with your market. Ask your market what they want. And if you can, yeah. get somebody in your corner like us who's actually done this and can help you. Um, anyways, sorry for that yeah. aside. No, dude, that was really good. And that is like awful. 
And if you are someone who's listening to this and you've been there and you're at a place where you're sick of that, you need to connect with us so we can probably help you. All right. Be step afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> step number two. You ready for this? Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, yeah. All step right. one, ask your market what they want. It's going to get more complicated from here. Okay. That was, we're just going to give you guys that one. Step number Good two. Good thing you guys have the recording so you can rewind this. So you want to kind of ask mentally prepared. Hold on. Prepare yourself. Okay. All right, Chris, go. Ask your market what they don't like about their current situation. Oh my gosh. Blowing my mind right now. The, the formula. How People are probably wondering though, like, they're like, I guarantee someone's saying this. Well, do you like, like, how do I ask my market? <laughs> no, here's what they're saying. How did these guys build a $6 billion consultancy and they're telling us this crap? <laughs> uh, fundamentals, man. So, what do you mean by asking what they don't like? Well, take the situation, someone like the guy you're talking about a year ago, what they don't like about their current situation. Like he's in the hole, right? He's obviously experiencing a lot of pain. What does he not like about that? And that's going to be the motivation, hopefully, if they have half a brain to you being the bridge to the results, right? Because if you can paint a clear picture about getting them out of that situation, dude, there's a good possibility that they're going to want your help. Yeah. And this lends credibility to our view on sales. We have a previous episode, one of our first sell, sell, sell. You got to listen to that. Uh, as we talk about sales and how sales is not convincing anybody to do anything. It's saying, hey, look, what's the problem? What's broken? And if you can fix it, offering to fix it. It's not manipulative or like, you know, tactical deceit. And I think a lot of people have that view of sales that it's like, Figure out what your audience is scared of, then use it against them to force them. That's not it. It's what do you dig that by? knife right into their heart? Yeah, exactly. Make them bleed. So ask your market what they want. Get on the phone with them. Ask them what they don't like about their current situation. If you can fix it, fix it. Offer to fix it. Don't do it for free. All right. Yeah. Come work with us if you want to get rich behind you know beyond your wildest imaginations. Yep. Maybe guaranteed. Step number three, this is, uh, this is the final piece. Ask your market other stuff too. Well, what do you mean? Get to know them, fall in love with them, become obsessed with serving them, become obsessed with helping them. Don't become obsessed with click funnels. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's an amazing product, Russell. We love it. We use it. I think it's better than lead pages actually, but it's not going to solve fight, 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 fight. It's not going to solve your problem of not understanding your market. And sometimes yeah. we'll get people on the phone, literally in an application saying, what's different between you guys and click funnels. It's like, what? It's not even the Please, same. No, we don't sell myself in the eye. <laughs> we don't sell a software. You know, we help people learn, master the emotions of the market, become obsessed with the process and then tactically help them build systems around that to serve more people and to do so in a controllable, predictable, consistent way. Yeah. Cause if you do this and you do become obsessed with your market, you are actually, because you're an expert, right? But now you actually feel like an expert. You're positioned as an expert because now the market can understand and see your deep understanding of what their pain is and help them get clarity on where they're at and the process to get out of that. Right. And so yeah. if they have clarity that you can help them, dude, do that. Like yeah. that's what they've been looking for. Yeah. Let me just say something real fast to you because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. 
you want to look at a, at a great example of someone actually doing this well, it would be like Russell Brunson. I want people to get the idea that I'm hating on Russell. I'm not. Like that dude serves his market. He's quite literally obsessed with helping the people who follow him. Yeah, you know? true. And so are we. I mean, we're doing this podcast and we are putting out the memos and we're giving like literal secrets away that we probably shouldn't even be giving away because we're obsessed with, like I talked to another person a couple weeks ago and he said, when you're a solo entrepreneur, like nobody tells you their numbers. Like you guys, they tell revenue, but they don't tell the profit. Mm. They, they tell you like the stuff that you, you know, and you become this island where you don't know what's good or bad and you end up just becoming un- unhappy with yourself. And you guys are actually giving us the stuff that literally could, I mean, someone could use it to compete with you. It's like, we don't care. We're, we're yeah. freely giving value. I think Bruns is the same way. He's writing books. He's doing this podcast. He's giving so much to people that he can't really track whether he's making money off of that or not. It's just yeah. about the people who follow him. And that's a great example of someone who's become obsessed with the people who follow you. Yeah, you know? it's true. Yeah. Uh, we, we really respect a lot of these people, but we're still going to make fun of them. Cause it's our duty. It's our duty in life. It's our moral yeah. obligation. Yeah. To make fun of people. No, just kidding. Hey, um, here's the thing. People are so in love with their system, their seven-step process, their cool videos with whatever. They're like beautiful, gorgeous, perfected wives area. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They're obsessed with all this crap that doesn't matter. Instead, they got to be obsessed with their market, with their market's pain what their market wants. And yes. so, you know, before we were talking about all of our listeners who are creeps, which is, pro- you know, there's definitely creeps that are in our market, but what stalk me at the gym. Yeah, that's a true story. Go listen to a past episode. We don't know the number. <laughs> I don't know the number. We're still prepared, but no, we are, we're creeps. Like we will literally creep on people um, because we want to know about them. I mean, like Taylor will go to their house and like stand outside their window and look so, in their house. That's not true. But look, I am on like, I'm on everybody's email list with like four different email addresses. <laughs> different aliases. To, to see how they're doing their stuff. But a good Khabib. A case of, case, <laughs> Khabib International. A good example of this is, uh, Chris, you were sending out random emails to people who have been in our webinar. Personal emails. This is Chris's personal email address. Hey, how, how did you like it? Did you get what you needed? Yeah. Who does that? You know, like yesterday I spent time calling a bunch of memo subscribers. Hey, how's it going with your business? Are you getting what you need? Do you like the memos? And every single person who picked up the phone, because most of them didn't, they're like, who is this ghetto number calling me? But every single person who picked up the phone was like, hello. I was like, hey, it's Taylor. Like, what did I do to, to get a call with Taylor? Like people yeah. aren't even expecting it, but it's like, we're obsessed, man. We're obsessed. We're obsessed. We got to get to know our market. We got to talk to our market. We got to help our market. And if that means then emailing him or calling him or whatever, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I love it. Glad I just got that off my chest, man. That was awesome, man. <sighs> Tired, Tired of being poor. Tired of being poor. <laughs> yeah. That's it for me, man. All right. Hey, you guys go check out the memos. Travelingfunnels.com slash memos. Get in our group, Smartest Guys in Marketing. We're going to change the name to Traffic and Funnels Minnows. <laughs> like the fish. Awesome. You guys rock. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) All right. Bye. This is the podcastfactory.com.